You are now listening to The Moon Child. It doesn't feel too good to come on here and talk about what I'm about to talk about today. My worst nightmare happened. The Los Angeles Lakers won the championship. And they potentially won the hardest championship that any NBA team has won. Uh, I had a lot of wrong predictions. I had the Clippers winning the finals, beating the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I had them beating the Raptors in the finals. And the Raptors and the Clippers were both eliminated in the second round. Proves to you there that people are stupid. In sports, whatever happens, it happens. I definitely underestimated the Lakers' chemistry. And they found a way to get it done. They found a way to get it done. And I have to give credit. Now, looking at... I have to give credit. Because let's look about... Let's look on the way how they did it. You know, let's recap. Let's recap. So, wow. You know, they... They made the trade for AD. And it's crazy. They had to go a whole year and a couple of months to win this championship. So they pick up AD, right? They make the trade. They send Lonzo. They send Ingram. And they send Josh Hart. They send the picks. So then they were waiting on Kawhi. They were waiting on Kawhi. They were waiting on Kawhi to make his decision. Kawhi made his decision to go to the Clippers. So I believe the Lakers only had like five players on the team at that point, so they had to fill out the roster. And so who are they, who do they already have? So originally they already had Kuzma, LeBron, AD, and KCP, Caruso. So I believe that was like just that. Those were like the only five players that they had. So they go on, they go in free agency, and they sign a whole bunch of one-year deals or pick up a bunch of people. Aging veterans that nobody... You know, and to their credit, to the Lakers' credit, um, they signed players that nobody wanted to take a chance on. And they put them on a championship contender team with two superstar players. So they pick up my favorite, my first favorite player. The reason why I love the game the way I do, they pick up Rajon Rondo. If you're going to grade that signing, A+. Plus. Definitely helped him make this finals run. Gave LeBron that extra playmaker. And potentially the smartest player in the game right now so you have two of the best um players that can most importantly control the tempo and controlling the very controlling the tempo is very important because you you know lebron and and rondo they go at their own pace so yeah a plus sign up for that pick up dwight howard now dwight howard the year before with the wizards he only played nine games he had a gluteal injury Everybody was making fun of him and all that. So they ended up getting a three-time defensive player of the year for cheap. And if you look at his last season with the Hornets, he did for, he did pretty he was pretty much averaging a double-double with the Hornets. He was looking good. He was supposed to be good for the Wizards, but things didn't work out the way it was supposed to. So they ended up getting Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard rejuvenates his career. So that looks like another A-plus signing. So they get Dwight Howard. Um... Who else did they add? 
Oh, they pick up, they re-sign JaVale McGee. So JaVale McGee came back, gave them quality minutes. Huh? Because of his minutes, because of his asthma, he can't play full minutes. But he was a big contribution to the team. Definitely was another seven-footer. So you got three seven-footers in AD, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee. So I'd say that's a B-plus signing. Definitely a big part. Wasn't in the, in, definitely didn't play during the Houston series. Didn't play too much in the Western Conference Finals or Finals, but still a big con contribution. So that's who they signed for their core, I believe, but until they started making trades and more signings. So they add, um, well, so, I mean, ooh, one more. They added Danny Green. Uh, he kind of dropped off, was kind of inconsistent, but I blame the fans for that. You know, he played for two very, you know, he played for franchises with good fans and not mediocre fans into the late, like the Lakers. And he played for the Raptors, good fans, played for the Spurs, good fans. And now playing for the Lakers is probably a hard experience playing, you know, with fans that don't appreciate you and that are so mediocre and so entitled and complain a lot. But we'll get into them in a second. But as far as the way his play was, it wasn't the high level like he was on the Spurs and Raptors. So I say C plus. Missed the open game winning shot for game five. But hey, you know, if he makes it, people are talking about him differently. Just miss one shot. It happens. So they pick up Danny Green and who else? So yeah, that's that's pretty much their starting, you know, main rotation. You know, they got Rondo, Danny Green, KCP, Caruso, um, Kyle Kuzma. JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. So then they, you know, throughout the season, they pick up guys like Deion Waiters and even J.R. Smith for the bubble. But big, you know, the biggest in-season acquisition that they got was um, Morris Twin. He ended up coming really clutch throughout the stretch and in the playoffs. So definitely, and people arguably saying that he got the better twin. I don't think he's the better twin because... Um, what more the other Morris brother was doing in New York was kind of special. He was putting up 20 a game, and you know, he just he went into a worse situation technically in the Clippers. Clippers was a worse situation, the chemistry wasn't there like it was for the Lakers, and that has to do with leadership. And I'll be getting into that in a second. So, they have the best record in the West, you know, the Western Conference. Western Conference is very tough, and they took care of business. An interesting stat that I've seen is that this season, when they were leading in the third quarter, doesn't matter how many points, one point, two point, ten points, whatever. When the Lakers are leading at the end of the third quarter, going into the fourth, they are now they are since that last game they are fifty eight and zero, fifty eight or fifty seven, one of those, fifty seven, fifty eight. And oh, so basically, what the Lakers was doing all year when they go inside because you got six foot nine LeBron James, you got two seven footers in the key at all times, then you got two shooters. When the Lakers would get the lead, they would just keep pounding that paint, kept pounding that paint. And when they were pounding that paint, they couldn't stop them. When they got a lead, it was over. So that was, you know, that was basically consistent for what they were doing um, against. For the whole season because they weren't a good three-point shooting team throughout the regular season so if you were able to get a lead on the lakers there was a good chance that they weren't coming back because they had to shoot themselves way you know shoot themselves back in the game 
but their defense and you know they were a gritty grindy team you know they go into the paint they get in they get in these offensive rebounds they grind in their buckets and they play really good defensively potentially having the defensive player of the year arguably with Giannis and Anthony Davis Anthony Davis has the key completely shut down completely shut down uh there's not too many players I would say there's five players that can guard one through five but at his size and his rim protection on top of that he can guard guards it's he's a defensive threat he's a blanket so he he should be getting defensive player of the year very soon very soon so yeah they first place in the west um then you know virus happened so a couple months go later you know it could have been very easy this is where i gotta give the lakers credit you know it couldn't be very easy to get off track lose chemistry or you know lose that focus going into the bubble but they proved to be very focused going into the bubble you know they start off with their first series against portland a very hot portland team and they dropped game one and you know everybody had their doubts even me everybody had their doubts you know climbing the lakers you know they didn't take care of game one but they caused a gentleman's sweep the lakers ended in five so they took care of the blazers that's a good series you know Dame got injured toward the end, but they already had that series in the in the bag. So we go into Houston. They go against Houston, and they, which is not the Lakers' fault, but Houston does not have a team put together for a team like the Lakers. So the Lakers just, you know, they dropped game one, but they just took advantage of their advantages, which was their height. That's not the Lakers' fault why the Rockets don't have nobody over 6'7". That's nobody's fault but the Rockets. So they take care of the Rockets in five games. Then they realize that the Clippers blow a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. They're like, oh shit. They're mo Everybody knows they were looking forward to playing the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers were looking forward to playing the Clippers. But Clippers blew it. So that... Set up an opportunity for the Lakers to play against the Nuggets. You know, it's not like the Lakers are going to go out there and try to lose. Okay, they're playing the Nuggets now, so they take care of the Nuggets. And the Nuggets, I feel like they gave them the best run um, for their money in the West. They definitely dropped um, They definitely dropped Game 2. I think the Nuggets should have won Game 2, but Anthony Davis was clutch. Hit a clutch shot in... Um, Game three or game four, I believe, one of them games, but the one the, the game where Anthony Davis hit the game winner, um, Nuggets needed that game, they really did. And one thing that killed them in that series was offensive rebounding. And when you got gritty little guards on the Lakers like Rajon Rondo and Alice Caruso, that people need to look at those games and see how many offensive rebounds that the Lakers guards were getting, including KCP. The, the hustle on that team, I got to really give credit because the, the guards were just feisty, man. Just feisty. And I think Rondo had a big thing to do with that. So they take care of the Nuggets. Now, people say that's an easy way, but I'm not. I can't say that's easy at all because you know, they're all in the bubble. They're all playing with no fans. Lakers are not getting the home advantage that they originally deserved. Um, from That they deserved from the regular season play getting that home advantage, playing at Staples. 
Dune, so they didn't get a chance to play against, you know, in front of all those mediocre-ass fans. So, you know, it's, it's a disadvantage for everybody. But they're all in the same playing field. So I, it can't get more neutral than this playoff. So I can't can't necessarily use that excuse about easy or not. Yeah, were they supposed to play the Clippers? But shit, the Nuggets proved to be a better team than the Clippers. So they were playing the better team. So they get into the finals and they play against Miami. Miami gave them a good run for their money except for game six. Uh, LeBron basically took over after game three. Damn, he was just taking over the game. Game five was a good game. But LeBron was still doing his thing. Just Jimmy pulled through and the Heat pulled through. And they were, the Heat put so much into that game five that they were gassed <laughs> in that game six. Just completely gassed. They weren't even ready. And LeBron closed them out. LeBron and the Lakers closed them out. And you just got to give them credit, man. I'm not going to sit here and say that this was the easiest championship and stuff like that. You know, nah. Because if we're being real, this is definitely one of the hardest championships. Because of all the circumstances. Like, they've been on, they've been having to stay locked in for over a year and a half. We're supposed to be starting the next season right now. Right now. At least like in a couple of days. The 2020 through 2021 season is supposed to be starting in a week or two. That's originally. So they had to stay locked in and, you know, stay in a bubble for over like 90 days. Stay away from their families and all that. Stay in a hotel for all for so long. Dealing with Orlando human weather. So that takes a lot. That takes a lot of and being around your teammates every single day. People are like, oh, that's a good thing, but that's that that can also turn into a bad thing. So much time with somebody, you know, not you're not necessarily obligated to like somebody that you play basketball with. You know, maybe y'all just don't click like that. You know, so I definitely gotta give Lakers credit. Um, the Lakers team, but. Do they deserve it? Do the fans deserve it? No. They don't deserve it. They really don't. If it wasn't for the advantages of Los Angeles as a city, and if it wasn't for LeBron, this would not be happening. Now, LeBron, after the finals, he said, Vogel wants his respect. I give Vogel a lot more respect. Because Vogel does deserve a lot of credit for managing that team the way he did. The adjustments that he made through a crunch time. And the way he's able to deal with it. He just... He was... He handled it much better than Doc Rivers did. I thought Doc Rivers was miles ahead of Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel proved to be a good coach. And he can coach at a championship level. And he can coach championship teams when given them. Then all in the first year too. This is all the first year with this team. So I got to give... Vogel the respect. He wants his teammates to get their respect. KCP man, definitely gave my respect. I liked him coming out of college. I you know I was between always be joking because I'd be seeing the fans get mad at him like that. And you know when he misses shots, but he came up so big throughout the playoffs on defense, and he was hitting the shots that he was supposed to be making. So and his teammates, the rest of the teammates, Caruso, Rondo, Dwight Howard. You know he had a lot of guys trying to prove something and I think they definitely proved right uh who he said who else he say 
Oh yeah, he said Rob Palinka deserves his respect. <sighs> now, Rob Palinka didn't have to do anything as a GM. For being real, he didn't have to do it. A five-year-old can be a GM of the Lakers. This was all because of LeBron. Let's get that straight. And that goes to the last person wanting his respect. And that's LeBron wanting his respect. LeBron is, no doubt, the best player of the decade. Hands down. No debate about it. The Everything that he did at, in year 17, you know, being a, I think my most credit to him, like, you know, with this Lakers team is his leadership. This bubble, this environment that they were in, tested who had the best leadership and chemistry and it seemed like he was miles ahead for somebody to be that high stature on top of everything going on going on with politics and having to be a voice because he is the biggest potentially probably the most influential i would say influential black person in in our country to be honest i'm a maybe yeah, over Obama, to be honest, as inspiration and influ influence and things he's done. Yeah, he's up there. Everything he say is magnified. He holds his reputation. He, he lived up to his reputation. There's no stains. There's nothing that LeBron did bad. You can talk about his play on the court, but as a person, no. Pretty much perfection. No stains. He ain't cheated the game. He did nothing. Ain't cheated on his wife. <laughs> Family man. Loyal. So there's many good things about LeBron. Many great things. And about him wanting his respect, I gotta give it all to him. I gotta give it all. And he was the GM of that team. He was. There is no Anthony Davis without LeBron. Laker fans, I hope you'll understand that he really gifted y'all by signing a four-year deal. And the Lakers in general, damn, this one is going crazy. Y'all hearing that? It's outside. But as far as Laker fans deserving this title, nah. Because at the end of the day, it's just about big-time free agents. Y'all only have one drafted player on that team. One. And that's just Kyle Kuzma. The Lakers, before they... The Lakers' young core with Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, they're in the same position as the Kings. It would have been nice to see the Lakers actually build up a team. But because of their city and their stature, they're able to get free agents. So, if I was to give respect to Rob Polinka, I would have to give more respect to Rich Paul. Because he is the agent of KCP, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. They made that happen. It's a player's league. This had nothing to do with the organization. It's more about LeBron for this. And LeBron deserves all the respect he can get. Definitely the greatest player of the decade. Probably will break a lot of stats. But here's where I talk to LeBron fans. After all this thing, I got... I just have respect, so much respect for LeBron as a player and a person. But... He's just not my GOAT. As far as a basketball perspective. Number three. 
number three. Jordan's obviously my number one, and it's hard for me to put Jordan over Kareem. I think it's important for us to respect the game and the eras that they were in and, and the dominance. Now, to be fair, LeBron's career is not over yet. I still think he can potentially become my GOAT, but he's just not there yet. This wasn't a this wasn't an easy championship. It was definitely a hard, but if you're looking at the teams, the teams weren't the hardest. And there's potentially, you know, there's people like KD and Steph Curry was missing out. Now, that's not to use that as an excuse. Because I'm just putting out perspective of saying those names because when LeBron is missing somebody or when LeBron was injured, people were saying the same thing. You know, oh, Kawhi won a championship, but LeBron was injured and KD was injured. But you can't just discredit his championship. Still had to beat five guys on the court, five professionals. Still had to beat a team four times, four different times. That's hard in general. So you got to give up to LeBron. Four rings. Amazing. But the type of dominance that Jordan had is just, he just haven't had it yet. Same thing with Kareem, you know, Kareem played 19 seasons after, but he still played four years of college, not played four years of college. He dominated four years of college. So it's like, there's a lot of what if scenarios. So based on eras, you know, if I'm breaking it down by eras, you know, you talk about the best players. So you go back to the sixties. And if you think the sixties, seventies, eighties, that they're weak, you're wrong because you gotta understand the technology that we have in today's game now the advantages that we have now i would like to see some of y'all change directions in some fucking chuck taylors i would really like to see it at the end of the day physicality and skill at that time whoever was playing at the highest level was the best basketball players and if you put them in today's eras they would most likely still be pretty relevant all maybe not all but most because you can't tell me that Wilt Chamberlain can't play in today's game. Dude was seven foot, was a track star, high jumped nearly eight feet in the air, and he was a power lifter benching 500. He literally goes down as the strongest basketball player of history, stronger than Shaq, because he's able to bench near 400 to 500. So, you know, if you're breaking it down into eras, you know, you got the 60s, right? Um, people would say the most talented player was Will Chamberlain, but the best player was Bill Russell, champion. 6'9", had to guard Will Chamberlain, a defensive threat. Now you talk about the 70s, best player was obviously Kareem. Going to the 80s, Magic has a slight advantage over Bird, but Bird had a season with his team where in 85-86, where Celtics only lost one home game that whole year. That whole year, one home game. That's insane. Larry Bird was a killer. He would be dominating today's era. So Magic Johnson, the 80s was his. Jordan, the 90s. 90s was his. 2000s, Kobe has a slight advantage over Shaq because he was able to get two more without him while Shaq was only able to get one. And they were very dominant together. And then you got the 2010s. You got LeBron. So then, you know, you got people of the next era. It might be Luka's. It might be Luka's era. 
It might be Giannis's era. Who knows? But if I'm going, you can't be going off a of, based off a of recency bias. You kind of gotta look at the whole picture. And like I said, LeBron's not done yet with his career. He's not done yet. Cause if you ask me, Lakers are already the favorite to win the title again for the next season, based on chemistry and leadership. You know, a lot of people are going to be going to the next year, their first years. Like, everybody wants to talk about KD and Steph. Still going to be their first year with their new teams. So we're going to have to see how things play down. So, therefore, LeBron's just not my GOAT yet. Not yet. Alright? Let him finish his career. For you LeBron fans, just accept that people have respect for LeBron. But you don't have to push them to try to call them their GOAT. Let his career finish out. And then the discussion will speak for itself. Simple as that. Simple as that. Because if, if real GOATs, there should be like no discussion about it. So, we'll see how things play out. We'll see how things play out. But, yeah, another shout out to LeBron, man. Um, what he did for that, you know, for the franchise. What he did for Kobe. The way he was able to lead that team with his play on and off the court, keeping them together, it was world class. It's world class. And you definitely got to give applause for it. But, Laker, do, do Laker fans really deserve it? Nah, it's about LeBron. It's not about the organization. It's about LeBron and what he did. Get those players. Because it's a players league. We all know this. And... The Lakers were in the same position as my Kings just a season ago. It shows it. It really shows you the advantages that a big market team has over a small market team. So that's what it was. Really, what it was, because the Pelicans turned down a, a worse offer for Anthony Davis. Pelicans could have had Anthony. Pel, Pelicans could have had Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So the Celtics can pair up Kyrie and AD. But you know what? LeBron, what's it called? AD wanted to go play with who? He wanted to go play with LeBron in LA. The guy who he went to, he went to LeBron's basketball camps. His basketball camps. His idol. No way he's going to turn down playing for his idol. He's not thinking about LA. He's not thinking about Boston. He's thinking about LeBron. He's thinking about championships. Who knows if AD's going to still be a Laker when LeBron's done? Or who knows when LeBron's ever going to finish. We will never know. And that goes into the next thing. What's happening for the next season. So we think about the contending teams, right? Let's talk about the contending teams. Got the Lakers. Let's talk about the West first. For the West, we're talking about contending teams. We're thinking of the Lakers. The Clippers, of course. Golden State Warriors, yes, I'm saying the Warriors. And you got the Nuggets. And then you got teams like the Jazz, Rockets, and Trailblazers want to make some noise. Then you have young superstars coming up. The Mavericks, potentially the Pelicans. I don't even want to talk about my team too much today because, if I'm being honest, we're not in a good position right now unless somebody shows out but at the end of the day it depends on Marvin Bagley 
But you, yeah, you look at the West contenders, and I'm I'm looking highly at the Warriors, Lakers, um, Clippers, and Nuggets because Nuggets have been playing together for this is about to be their fourth run at it again together, and they're probably gonna go for another top three spot in the West. And they had some serious playoff experience. Now, if you go to the East, the East is gonna be probably the more interesting conference because the West will most likely be dominated by the top-heavy teams. It will probably be dominated by Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and Nuggets. But now you go to the East, you got the Bucks, 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, Raptors, Celtics, and I would say the leading champion, you know, title contender, Miami Heat. You got six competitive teams for that could really push for a title. For really push for a title. Like when it comes to the Eastern Conference, there's no dominance. You know, for the West, you got the Lakers and Clippers kind of being the dominant one. Now the Nuggets and potentially the Warriors. But in the East, it's it's up in the air. It's up in the air. I would say the Heat is the favorite because they have so much cap space. They can make so many moves. They're in a great position to sign Giannis. They have young players already. The people that they play the most is not even making the most money other than Jimmy. Tyler Hero, cheap. Bam, cheap. Duncan Robinson, cheap. Kendrick Nunn, cheap. You know? So, it's going to be interesting what they do. Um, Bucks definitely took a step back. I've been said that because they dropped Malcolm Brogdon. But... It will be Giannis's year. He has been showing that he gets better every year. And it's not about a jump shot. I don't believe it's about a jump shot. Maybe a consistent mid-range. But he's still figuring things out. He's still young. And I think he really goes big for another season. It just depends who they get. I don't think Eric Bledsoe is their guy. If they can really push for Chris Paul or just a, another consistent floor general. Maybe even like a Dennis Schroeder, I would say. They can make some noise. I think they can really make that finals run. And when they do make the finals, when Giannis does make the finals, he won't win the finals if it's with the Bucks. He won't win it. He's going through a trial of error. He's going to figure it out. I don't think Giannis is going to have it completely figured out until he's like 28. Depending wherever he signs next or if he stays. He's not going to have it figured out yet. He's just not. Until he gets that other superstar. But we'll see how that goes. Because then I do like the Nets. Defensively, eh, question, maybe. But they got a lot of pieces, a lot of shooters, and two best scorers in the game. But it's their first year, so that's going to be interesting. 76ers, will they fix it? I really like Ben Simmons' game. I really do. Shooting or not shooting, he's an all-star for a reason. He can guard one through five. They got Joel Embiid. Defensively, those two are a problem. They just need to figure it out. Get the right pieces around them. They're definitely going to be making some moves this offseason. Hoping Al Horford will most likely go. And where he will go, hopefully, Sacramento. But I do believe in the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid thing. They got to get it figured out. But the thing is, they're still young. None of them dudes is even 26 yet. I think Embiid is now reaching 26. And Ben Simmons is still under 25. So I think they can still make... they they. They're still really young. People forget because of how good they are, but they're really young. They still got to figure it out. So you got the 76ers, Miami Heat, obviously. We already know what they can do. We already know what they can do. 
defensively they're a problem and they got shooters everywhere they got so many different types of ways to score celtics another one they're a problem they're a real problem they're tired of losing at the eastern conference finals it's their second time that original core of jason tatum marcus smart jalen brown gordon hayward they're this the second time losing the eastern conference finals and they're locked up for a while Problem, they're most likely going to pay jason tatum soon give him a nice deal they already took care of jalen brown think they're about to take care of Marcus Smart soon. They just need to get themselves a reliable big man. Daniel Theis will be a good guy to come off the bench but not starting. Maybe find a way to try to bring in Andre Drummond. That's going to be an interesting free agent. But I, li I like the way the Celtics is looking. And yeah, you got them. And then you got the Raptors, of course. Raptors do have some interesting decisions to make with Fred Van Vliet, Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol. But they do have some cap room. And they can be another team that could potentially sign Giannis. Or even Kawhi Leonard back. So that's another thing to look into. Um, but I like the Raptors' chances. They got a good coach. They just And they got a great, probably the best farm system. They, they got the best G League. They got the best G League system. The best. And they have so many guys come up from the G League system already. And that made a big impact to their team. So yeah, you're talking about those type of teams that's... Four teams that's potentially contending championship in the West. And you got like six teams potentially continue for a championship in the east so back to the championship laker fans y'all can enjoy it for two months because the season will be back like in two months hopefully starting by like around christmas something like that but y'all can have that championship is it deserved nah y'all gotta give credit to lebron i think it's more about lebron than the Lakers, for surely. This doesn't happen without him, for, you know, signing a four-year deal. All I want to see is the Lakers put in a position to actually build a team. And it's crazy how they couldn't do it when they had three top two picks. Three. And they all shattered all of them. You know, you got you got D'Angelo Russell, ended up trading him in two years. You got, Lon you got <laughs> Brandon Ingram, ended up trading him in three years. You got Lonzo, ended up trading him in two years. So, they were literally rewarded for having consistent losing seasons. They got LeBron James for having losing seasons. This doesn't happen for any other team. This doesn't. The Clippers at least had to compete for themselves to even make a move at some free agents. They had to compete, get that eighth seed. Miami, they had to compete to try to get Jimmy Butler. But the Lakers didn't. Now, as far as big market teams, I would say the Miami Heat and the Clippers. Ugh, I can't even say the Clippers. But the Miami Heat is the best big market franchise. The Bulls dropped off, though. I got to give credit to the Lakers. They're doing much better than the Bulls and Knicks, though. Even the Clippers. But the Clippers are trying to compete something with something that's impossible and trying to overtake... Uh, a city that's ran by Laker fans. They're getting a new stadium in Carson City, though. Brand new. Steve Ballmer spending that money. But I think they should just get out of there. I think they should just go to Seattle. They're really the best team to go to Seattle, but they're staying. They're, they're staying. They're staying in L.A. They're staying L.A. their way. They're going to try to pull up Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets are definitely pulling fans. It's going to definitely be pulling fans from the Knicks. Because until the Knicks fire James Dolan, they ain't going nowhere. But, yeah. 
Um, this doesn't happen for what happened for the Lakers doesn't happen to any other franchise. So congratulations. I got the big time free agents. You got to use your power and y'all got the championship. Congratulations. But I will give them credit for taking the chances on players that deserved one and put them in a position to get a championship. Therefore, I'm now giving my credit to Lakers, admitting that I was wrong about the Clippers, wrong about who the best player in the world is, LeBron James. And they got it done. They got it done. I'm excited to see what happens next season. Um, there's going to be some free agent moves, probably new head coach signing soon. So there's a lot to talk about in some upcoming episodes, but giving my credit, I'm waving the flag. It was hurt. It was it was hard to see. It was annoying to hear my dad clapping in my ear. I already had the Niners lose the Super Bowl, seeing the Lakers win it. Just wasn't just wasn't fun, but that's 2020 for me, you know. So I'm gonna leave it that leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it there. And just trying to give y'all y'all credit. Y'all don't deserve it, but y'all are getting my credit. So I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it right here. Congratulations, Laker fans. Enjoy it for now. Kings at five.